This is Tad Stones, the creator of The Terror That Flaps in the Night. And you are listening to The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. But you probably already knew that. Oh, I will never get rich in a penny of weed! Especially after we pay back my mom for all the plants you ruined. Well, this gardening stuff isn't easy. Those weeds look like flowers, those flowers look like weeds, and these flowers look like dollar bills. Scope this out! Wow, do you think it's real? Real enough for me, it's our Mario Money Train! Money, 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 money. All right, guys, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo. And sorry, but this duck is not for sale, and neither are his companions. <laughs> Mike, does money grow on trees, man? I've been hearing that my whole life. It doesn't, though. I wish it did. Yeah, man, me too, man. <laughs> oh, man, I would be planting money all over the place. Uh, that would make life so much easier. Hey, man, how's life going, man? It's been, uh, been a little crazy. I'm getting over being sick. I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice. I hope it doesn't blow out by the end of this recording. I apologize if it does. Um, and uh, we had some drama last night. Uh, my daughter, who will be five, five days from now, as of this recording, she, um... She knocked out one of her baby teeth yesterday at school. Oh, and we man. spent we spent about five hours in the hospital last night. Oh wow. Yeah, poor kid. Oh man, you got health insurance? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Woo. Cause that yeah, stuff can get expensive, we, man. <laughs> we are good. She knocked out she knocked that tooth clean out, root and all. Oh, okay. So Mike, we're uh, this episode's going up. Not quite Thanksgiving, but close. Uh, yeah, close. But I'll be heading to Louisville this weekend, man. You will be. You have been talking about this trip for a while. Yeah, man. I'm going to get to see Terry McGovern and it's playtime Michael Bell. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. You know, I'm, I'm super excited, man. You know, if I could, I would pack them both in my suitcase and bring them home with me. But, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's called kidnapping, Will. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, just tie him up in my man cave and tell him, say, it's playtime and Terry say something launch pad, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm going to try to get you their autographs, man, and send them to you, you know, man, that'd be kind of cool, you know? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be working for them um, this whole weekend, uh, you know, trying to filming them a promo. I don't, I don't know if Terry wants a promo because I already did one for him in Sacramento, but then again, he might want another one or like completely switch it up. You know, I don't right. I have, Yeah. I have no idea how he wants to do this one. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some uh, promos for the show from them too. Oh, you know, I'm going to ask that. Oh, we need those. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you got Jim Cummings coming near you though, don't you? Yes, not for a long time. He is going to be in Altoona, Pennsylvania next June um, at a sci-fi show out there. Um, 
It's about a five-hour drive, but we're already set. We're doing it. Okay, like, I was going like, to say, not, that's not doable. Just, no, not just me. The family's doing it. It's going to be a family trip next okay. June. That's, like, okay. set. All right, man. Just keep your finally, cool now when you meet him. Finally. Keep your cool. <laughs> like, I've, I've wanted to meet Jim for a very long time, and it's, you know, we got some time ahead of me to wait for that, but mm-hmm. it'll be good. It's not too far away from home. Okay. And you said it's five hours? About five hours, yeah. Yeah, you can do that, man. That's no, I've, I've done much worse. We're driving all the way to uh, Florida next April, so this is nothing compared to that. Okay. How, how much is, is gas expensive in New York? <laughs> yeah, gas is expensive in New York. But once you get out, it starts to drop. It's not so okay. bad. Okay. I get good it's- gas mileage, so it isn't so. It isn't terrible. Okay, I know for us it's not bad in Georgia and Alabama. Atlanta it is a little high, and then like once you cross that border and you're in Florida, oh man, those gas prices start going up. They know people going to Universal, Disney, whatever, you know. Yeah, everything's more expensive on the island. <laughs> Everything. Okay, man, but hey, uh, what episode are we doing today, man? We are doing Easy Comes, Easy Grows, the last episode of the second week of Disney afternoon shows. Oh, so that means you have a big one coming up next. There is a big one coming up next, but okay. um, yeah, we'll let, let's that. not. Te- yeah, we'll get to that. Then. <laughs> let's not tease that yet. We'll save that a little bit at the end to tease it. All right. So, Mike, um, who who wrote this episode? Oh, no, no, no. Let me go back, Mike. Right. When was the air date and yeah. production date? Uh, oh. it was it aired Friday, September twentieth, nineteen ninety one. This one is 21st in production order. And it means that's our second Bushroot episode. So this one was done between Beauty and the Beat and Night of Living Spot. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it's not that's not bad in production number twenty one. No, it's kind of like close to where we are in air date. Honestly, okay. it's not too far off. All right. And who who wrote this one? Well, our story editor was Kevin Crosby Hops again, and our writer was Marion Wells. Now I'm going to apologize straight out. I'm not sure if Marion Wells was a man or a woman. I did some searching online. I could not tell, and I mm-hmm. feel bad for that. But um, Marion Wells' short writing career, uh, mainly Disney stuff, Gummy Bears, Darkwing, of course, Goof Troop, Bonkers, Quack Pack, hasn't done anything since 2001, and this is his or her's only solo Darkwing episode. There's only one other that this person wrote, and it was a co-writing credit for uh, You Sweat Your Life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know what? This is actually a pretty decent episode. I always forget how funny this one is until I watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's this, a, I like this one. It's a funny one. It's not one of my favorites, but it's, it's a good one. It's, um... It's a fun domestic comedy. It's pretty much as domestic as you can get if you still include money trees and mutant plant ducks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of time spent in the Mallard household, a lot of time spent with just Drake. The Muddlefoots are in this one. It's a lot of the first act is very leisurely and very yeah. easygoing. It's not a lot of uh, darping action in a lot of this one. In mm-hmm. fact, Bushroot doesn't even show up until 15 minutes into the episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so this one, that doesn't happen very often. It happens a couple of times with Steelbeak. Otherwise, the supervillains, they show up right away. So for Bushroot not to appear until this late, it shows you what the focus really is on this one. 
Okay, and uh, who animated this episode? This is Sun Woo again, and it's um, it's fine. I don't think this is one of the episodes that I think the writing is stronger than the visuals, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I can't even for the life of me point out any like really funny bits of animation, but it's adequate. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say like nothing really popped except for like maybe one scene was when Drake first sees the money, but we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, that's probably the most dynamic part of the episode. Otherwise, the visuals are fine. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the writing that really makes this one fun. Oh yeah, it, it's a fun episode. Like you said, it it kind of drifts away from Darkwing and the crime solving. You know, we get to that, but it's, it's a lot later. It's more Drake and the Muddlefoot and Goss and Honker. It, it's, it's cool, you know? Give you a little break. Yeah, and this one is actually, it's like, Honker has more to do, I think, than we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like one of like the best performances from Katie we've also gotten so far, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, Honker's really emoting more in this one than he does. He did an episode we've already reviewed. So, Honker's coming into his own now, finally. <laughs> all right let's get into a play-by-play review of this episode mike here we go all right let's get into it so the episode basically starts off with dw investigating a bank robbery right a very weird bank robbery in fact the safe is completely gone <laughs> leaving a hole in the wall yeah hmm. but he but he finds some fingerprints in that process mm, but it's not the criminal's fingerprints he thinks it is at first <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the bank president yeah. <laughs> and um, we don't have a lot of secondary voice actors in this. We basically get our four main characters, Susan Tolsky, of course, doing Binky, and Tino and Sonya, of course, is Bushroot. But we do get um, Jack Burns. He plays the bank president and the police officer later in the episode. Now, Jack Burns is actually um, – he goes back a long time. He um, was a comedy duo initially with George Carlin. Did you know that? No, did not know that. Short-lived partnership. He was also the Burns side of Burns and Schreiber, another comedy duo way back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was also a writer and producer. Most famously, he wrote, produced the first season of The Muppet Show. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The very first season of The Muppet Show. That was him before the show was taken over by main Muppet writer Jerry Jewell. With Jewell, he also co-wrote The Muppet Movie. Real quick, Mike, are you a hardcore Muppet fan? Yes. You are. Okay. I, I'm a moderate fan. I, I like it. I just never been hardcore, you know? I have loved the Muppets since I was old enough, too too young to talk. I do that, love the Muppet Babies though. I did love the Muppet Babies cartoon. Yeah, I love the Muppets. I love all the movies. Uh the movie turned uh the first Muppet movie turned forty this year. I saw it at a revival screening uh Ooh. back in June. Um I yeah, the Muppets. I'm a very big fan of the Muppets, and it's cool to get a voice actor here who also had a hand in the Muppets and two of their most most important productions too. And um, he hasn't done anything since 1999 when he guest voiced in The Simpsons. But um, he's it's an important. It's a very he's got very small roles in this episode, mm-hmm. but it's really important that I mention him. Okay. For, for what he's done. Okay. So so yeah, he's the bank president and he's the police officer later on. All right. <coughs> Excuse so- me. Oh, no, you're fine, man. I know you're a little sick, a little under the weather. But, uh, okay, so we leave the bank robbery scene, and then we get to Herb. Yes. <laughs> Finally, Herb. This is the first time we see Herb since um, Night of the Living Spud. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, and he's sneaking around. <laughs> yeah, he's sneaking around his backyard. 
Uh, he says money isn't safe in safes anymore, so he decides to bury it in the backyard. I kind of took it the, uh, a different way when I first saw this. Because, you know, like, I know a lot of my guy friends, they, they, they hide and lie about money because they don't want their wives to know about it. They want to spend the money on guy things, you know? <laughs> so, right. like, at first, that's how I was taking the episode until he made the comment, like, the money's not safe anywhere, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Herb loves Binky too much to lie to her. Oh, yeah. But uh, he creeps up in the bush. She comes outside watering the lawn. And who does she find? <laughs> <laughs> He's, he says he was out. What was he doing? He was singing to the – he was – um. she's singing to the plants as she waters them. Yeah. I forgot why he's – what he tells her he's doing. I forgot too. Um, he didn't tell her right away though what he was doing, that he was hiding the money. Yeah. <clears throat> he tells her later. Yeah. Okay, but, um, well – Anyway, he buries a lot of bills, mm -hmm. and after he leaves, it grows into a money tree, and it grows fast. It grows super fast. So we kind of already have an idea who our villain is going to be, even though we're a couple of minutes in. Yeah. So the next morning, we got Gaz and Honker. Yeah, they were pulling weeds, right? Getting paid a penny a weed, and Goslin's <laughs> aggravated because you're never going to get rich doing that. Mm -hmm. especially since Honker says after she has to pay back uh, Honker's mom for all the, the actual flowers she's ripped up. <laughs> and uh, Goslin's line, I love it. She goes, um, these weeds look like flowers, these flowers look like weeds, and these flowers look like dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the sound effect. You, you catch that when she, yeah. when she realizes it's a money tree, that, that funny sound effect? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a sound effect that dates back to the Bugs Bunny days. <laughs> Love it. They used it in a lot of Bob Clampett cartoons. So, yeah, yeah it's a money tree. Yeah, she goes crazy. Yeah, Honker's a little more reserved on it, and then uh, they pretty much take the tree and go put it in the garage and get that nice, bright uh, lamp on it. Yeah, but <laughs> but when she asks Honker if he's ready to harvest the money, He's excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's excited. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we get back to the the Mallard's house, Drake and uh, Launchpad. Launchpad return. Yep. Yeah, uh, Drake's still trying to figure out the mystery of the missing saves, and he decides to bait the criminal by using some of his own money. Mm -hmm. But when he uh, moves the portrait – oh, did you catch the portrait? I love this portrait. I didn't understand the portrait. I did see it, but I, I didn't know what it was referenced to. I don't know what it's referencing, but they're all dressed up in, like, formal outfits. And Goslin kind of looks like how she's going to look in Life, the Negaverse, and everything in, like, a fancy dress. Mm -hmm. But she's pulling on her pigtails and making this face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a face she – she does that in a whole bunch of other episodes. She pulls on her pigtails. I actually have that on a T-shirt, that face. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like an actual, like, stock drawing of Goslin they've used in merchandise. And he opened he – he moves a portrait, and the safe is gone. Mm -hmm. And it turns, like a... out, <laughs> turns out all the money in his safe was just 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks. And he said there was a few other things in there, but it was like nothing valuable. He says um, – he said, no, no, no. He goes um, – Launchpad goes, you're going to bait the trap with 20 bucks? And then Drake goes, well, that and the family jewels. And they oh, don't yeah. make rhinestones like that anymore. Okay, <laughs> adult joke right there. Because mm -hmm. you know what the family jewels are, right? What's that? You don't know what that's a euphemism for? Uh-uh. <laughs> it's the groin. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know someone, they were referencing that. Tell someone that, like on The Simpsons, there was an episode in the first season where Homer tells Bart to hit Nelson in the family jewels. Ah, uh, okay. The, I mean, I, I've heard that before, but I didn't know like he was actually referencing that. I didn't well, catch that. It's a euphemism. Okay. It's a euphemism, euphemism for crotch. And I, I really hope that's what the writer was intending because it definitely stands out. Um, I hope it was because that would be super clever. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it. That's the intention. It's just funny. And then Goslin and Honker come in. Oh, man, they, lots of gifts and stuff. <laughs> she tells them they'll go back for the electron microscope only because the store ran out of CDs. Yeah. <laughs> she she refuses to tell Drake where the money came from. No, but she's like, I paid for them. I I didn't steal them. And he doesn't believe them. Yeah. And um. He tries to break Honker. He says the chain is only as strong as its weakest link, right, Honker? <laughs> <laughs> and you get this cute performance from KD trying to like he's Honker's stammering, he can't get the words out. Yeah, he's stuttering bad. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want it. He drops all the presents on Drake. And the jig is up. Goslin yeah. has to come clean. Yeah, she confesses. Now this is the where I really start to like the episode. Right. Because uh, she confesses, she shows Drake the tree, and I think we got a voice, and, and uh, it, so, it has to be Negaduck, man. The way Drake laughs is, it's that's, odd, that's Negaduck's laugh. It's got to be, man. And then, like, he, he even did, like, a, a cheer with the money with the pom-poms, you know? <laughs> he but, did, like, a... But one thing I've heard people say, that shot of Drake over the money... Where that? he's where he's laughing and he's like raising the money up in the air with his arms and putting it. I've heard people say that that's a reference to the night on Bald Mountain sequence with a uh, Chernabog from Fantasia. Oh really? Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man, I haven't seen Fantasia in years though. I know, me neither. That's that's a ah. long that's a long one to sit through. Yeah. But um, I've heard people say that's a reference to it. I get it. If it is, okay. I see it. I see it. But um. Yeah, he's dancing with the money. One, three, five, nine. What I got is mighty fine. Yay, money! <laughs> and then he goes oh, oh, way exaggeration, overdoing it with the fertilizer, the lights. <laughs> he he pulls a bill out of Launchpad's hand so hard that it hurts him. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's kind of cool because we haven't seen this side of Drake before, you know? Yeah, just... he he can be greedy. He's human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's a duck, but he's human. And then that, that scene ends, Mike, and the first thing we see is a, a, the largest limo in existence. <laughs> yeah, talk about stretch limo. <laughs> and uh, a red carpet rolls out of the limo, and Launchpad goes, did you order a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> he's always thinking about food, man. <laughs> but it's like a limo pulls up, a red carpet rolls right to your front door, and his response is, did you order a pizza? <laughs> I, I love Launchpad so much in this one. <laughs> Just, he's funny. Like, why would he think pizza? Yeah. And um, a whole bunch of uh, valets come into the house with all these presents. And uh, you got the fancy music playing, too. Yeah, but God did get a present from Drake out of this. Yeah, Drake, <laughs> yeah Drake pops out of a box in a full suit with a jacket tied around his neck and sunglasses. His hair is slicked back. <laughs> he's all he's all Mr. Fancy now. Yeah. What does Gosling get? Uh, wasn't it a key ring with a rabbit's foot? Yeah, it's a genuine Gucci goo. 
<laughs> That's all she got, man. Oh, poor Goslin. Yeah. And uh, you notice he's got these. Uh, he calls in these two uh, these two big guys who are dressed as Darkwing. How yeah. he's gonna, he's not gonna crime fight himself. He's gonna like franchise Darkwing Duck. Yeah, he called them the Darkwing Defenders. But how does that not give away his secret identity? I know, right? I was gonna ask you that, man. Like, you know, they're they're dressed up in the Darkwing suit, and he called them the Darkwing Defenders, and he's Drake, you know. I mean, they're <laughs> dogs. They even have little web feet on. <laughs> All right. Well, and, then uh, that the cop shows up, Mike. A cop shows up, and uh, because the money that Drake is using has the serial numbers of all the phony bills are all over town. Mm-hmm. Darkwing says um, he can prove it's real money. He takes him to the money tree, and it is... It's missing. No, no it's, dead. it's not it's missing. Dead. It's dead. And I love the drawing of Drake so pathetic and dejected when he sees the dead money tree. It's just <laughs> his arms are hanging at his sides, and his face is just... He's so, like, defeated. He's like, oh, no. And he just... He just he's out of the shot. But he just lifts his arm up to the cop so the cop can put the uh, the handcuffs on him because mm-hmm. he's got no excuse. <laughs> he gets dragged away. That's it. Drake's going to jail. Yep. He's so handcuffed. If, if you're keeping count at home, this is the second time Darkwing Duck's going to jail. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the first one was uh, Darkly Dawn's the Duck, right? Right. And it happens a few more times. <laughs> I don't mean like imprisoned by a villain. I mean actually going to jail. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he ends up in jail, and um, they're trying to figure out how to get um, the bail money. Out of there. Right? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. They're yeah. trying to figure out the bail money, and they. I think Honker was had a quarter. He was the only one with some money. And Launchpad's got nothing. <laughs> but do you hear what Goslin says at this very beginning? She goes, "This really blows." Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of surprised it got away with that. You think so? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's that's like that's like a notch below saying this sucks, which she wouldn't have said. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I don't know. I, I think and I guess you got to put your mind in '91 where they couldn't get social media would have had a fits over it. So it was like, yeah, I don't think she'd say that now. Oh no. Nah. But, but I, don't, uh, I don't think it's that bad, though. Hey, but you know what? If my dad went to jail, I'd say this blows. <laughs> and um, so the only money she has are the bills in her piggy bank, which are the counterfeits. Yeah. And uh, the piggy bank comes alive, yeah. kind of more or less. And um, I love how it, like, you see this shot. It's this low-angle shot of the pig jumping on, like, the, 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 the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps off, and it lands in this tight close-up. And it's like it freaks everybody out. <laughs> this pig, and yeah. and it's like bouncing. It's like what happens? Um, the vines grow out of the cork at the bottom. Yeah, and then uh, it picks up Honker. Yeah, poor Honker, and it's running them all around the backyard and right into the Muddlefoot's house. And did you notice though uh, when the the pig went through the fence? Did you notice how the fence looked different on the two? Well, it was like where Honker went through. It flipped over, but then on the next scene when Launchpad and Goss were chasing them, there was two of the the garage thing that could flip over. Did you notice no, that? I didn't, no, I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, it was some my car. I was like, wait a minute, there was only one of them that could flip over when Honker went through, but now that Launchpad and Goss are coming through, there was two of them. You know, oh. just, just for that scene. <laughs> I had to look at that again. 
Okay. Yeah. So then um, Herb and Binky wake up, and they think it's they think there's a prowler. So Herb goes to dig up the money and can't find it. And then, then he confessed what he was doing finally. Yeah, he has to confess. And, uh, and I love this scene from Binky because this is the first time we see her like put her foot down. She's not playing around, man. Yeah, she doesn't usually get mad, mm-hmm. but she's not happy with him right now. At all. <laughs> no, no. And uh, because the money was there, Herb isn't lying. It's just the money tree grew and now it's gone. And and uh, he spends, presumably, you don't see it until the end, the rest of the episode digging holes in the backyard trying to find the money. Yep. And then we get back to Drake. Yeah, he's all depressed, you know, <laughs> and... Um, the um the evidence the phony money in the evidence locker all of a sudden um vines grow out of the bottom of that the thing starts running crashes right into J- drake and bursts out of the wall with him mm-hmm. right right after he says how am i gonna get out of here <laughs> <laughs> so he um he dives into a drawer pops out as darkwing finally yeah. yeah i saw that he was first he was drake on that that locker and then all of a sudden it was darkwing you know yeah <laughs> This looks like a job for jumps into the uh, drawer, pop back up his Darkwing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think this is the latest he's shown up as Darkwing in, a, in an episode, but it's pretty late. Yeah. If it wasn't for the beginning, he wouldn't have been Darkwing at all until this point. And while this is happening, they are cutting back and forth between Darkwing and uh, Honker on the pig. Yeah, they're, what are they, they're using a um, shopping cart to chase him. Yeah. And Goslin ropes him. <laughs> and then eventually everybody crashes into each other. Yep, Darkwing runs into them. They, they all crash. And finally, Darkwing puts two and two together of what's going on. And who's finally behind this? <laughs> and the the exchange here, they actually put it. Um, they put it in the preview when this air, when the episode before, mm-hmm. when a paradox aired on the Disney Afternoon, the preview for this episode. They actually put this exchange between Drake and Darkwing and Goslin. He goes, how stupid can I be? And Goslin goes to Launchpad. Does he really want us to answer that? (laughs) And then Darkwing goes, thank you for your support. (laughs) (laughs) And who is it? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Who finally shows up 15 minutes into the episode, man? Reginald Bushroot. Finally. <laughs> Finally, yeah. And um I want to mention this now. Um in terms of solo Bushroot appearances, mm-hmm. like solo with no other villain characters, this is the last time he gets a solo spot until the Christmas episode. Oh, wow. So we got yep. a while. He shows up with the Fearsome Five for the Justice Ducks and the Negaverse episode. Mm-hmm. But other than that, oh and Darkwing Doubloon. But he does not get a solo spot until the Christmas one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because they front-loaded the weekday shows with Megavolt and Bushroot episodes mm-hmm. so that we'd be familiar with them by the time the Justice Ducks episodes aired. Because after this one, like I said, we're going to go a while before we see Bushroot on his own again. Yeah. It is what it is. But um, So, yeah, Bushroot is um, using the fake money to steal real money. So he can buy nice things for his plant pals, which, yeah. you know, is sweet. You know, it's uh, he wants to do right by his plants. Mm-hmm. You, you, you kind of like him for that. Designer flower pots, you know, expensive imported water. Fertilizer. Yeah, fertilizer. And, you know, his fun has to come to an end because Darkwing shows up. 
And we get an entrance line. Yeah, go for it, Mike. I am the clipper that trims your hedges. He says <laughs> He says as he holds a big pair of hedge clippers. Yeah, he's cutting some of the vines, too, while he's doing it, right? Yeah, you know, the best thing about bushroot is you can get a little aggressive, and who cares? It's just plants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in later episodes, he's pulling out hedge clippers the size of his own body. Mm-hmm. You know, this is tame compared to later episodes. And um, and Goslin Honker and Launchpad are with him. Yeah, they're behind him. And he says um, the one thing about the scheme he doesn't get is why steal money when you can grow your own. And Bushroot goes, I didn't want to, but mine doesn't last. Yeah, and it just pad- evaporates, doesn't it? And Launchpad's line, whose does? <laughs> so true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Launchpad is hilarious in this one, man. He gets some good lines. Yeah, he really does. But uh, Bushroot gets the jump on them. He wraps them all up in vines. Yeah. And ha- leaves them hanging upside down. And he leaves because that's what villains do. Yeah, he ends up in that fertilizer factory. Yes. Um, he goes to a fer- he buys a fertilizer factory, and I love it how it's not just fer- yeah it's fertilizer, and he he rips open a bag and starts to eat it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts inviting all the trees and plants like come on down you know. Yeah, you know this place is for you. I bought it for you guys. Two big trees come barging in. And um, so Darkwing gets them out of it. How does he? How does he escape? What does he do? He had a gas gun that was a fan. No. 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 Um, the plants nearby are playing taps on their mm-hmm. petals. He pulls the, uh, the petals away and becomes like a snake charmer. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm still. I'm thinking of the fertilizer scene. Oh, uh, my, yeah. Well, he has. They haven't escaped yet. Yeah, that's right. They're still back at Bushroot's old greenhouse, yeah. Yeah, he does his cape like a turban. Mm-hmm. And they escape. So yeah, they go back to the they go back to the fertilizer factory, yeah. And um <laughs> I love when he takes the gas gun and points it at Bushroot and Bushroot's arms go up in the air. Oh yeah, and it gets so long <laughs> and then it just drops. <laughs> and he goes, Look what you made me do. I hate when this happens. <laughs> Darkwing <laughs> goes, So do I, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> And then that's when the gas gun turns into a fan. Mm. And he, he blows off all the leaves off the yep. trees. Yep. And um, But, you know, like he says, you may defoliate us, but you can't defeat us. So the two big trees grab Launchpad, Goslin, and Honker, and they throw them into the mulcher. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you get the, um, the conveyor belt scene. Again, this is a 90s cartoon from Disney. It has yeah. to happen. <laughs> it's cute though when Honker gets tired and Launchpad picks him up and picks puts him up. on his shoulders. Yeah, well, that, that's cute. And um, so Darkwing's fighting the trees. He gives one a hot foot, which um, which is important because the um, as he's trying to save Honker Goslin and Launchpad, you got the tree bouncing around everywhere with his foot on fire, mm-hmm. and the two trees and Bushroot end up in the mulcher. Yep. And, and um, then. Yeah, he, he basically – then he starts telling them that, that they climb the tree when they get close to him. Yeah, that's how they escape. Yeah. And right before he gets sucked in, uh, Bushroot says he has to make a down payment on a farm. <laughs> and then when he, when, he, when he ends up getting sucked in, Launchpad goes, well, he bought it. <laughs> he bought the farm. Yeah. And he's not dead though. I mean – No, you could, he you was – he, he turned into a root, didn't he? Yeah, you can shred Bushroot into nothing, and you, but you can't kill him. Yeah, he'll grow back. He's a little root. 
<laughs> no, no wonder they say money's the root of all evil. Yep. But this well, is the last time Bushroot gets like that kind of defeat, though. They go easy on him from now on. Yeah. But now we go back to the Muddlefoots. Yep. And uh, you know we have a, we have our moral. Of course, we have to have a moral that you know money shouldn't make you go crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, Goslin says some of us went more crazy than others. Drake. And um, so of course, of course, the you know next door. All those holes Herb made. What is he doing with them? He's playing golf. <laughs> he is playing golf. And he says and, you can't miss. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess the end joke is kind of, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Drake corrects his grammar and then gets hit with a golf ball. And eh, ends with a bit of a whimper. But it's a good episode. Yeah. It, it's a different episode. It, it's fun. Um, you know... <sighs> I don't want to down it because it's not a bad episode. You know, it's no, just like your typical crime solving and dark. The writing is very funny. Yeah, I, I like it, man. But uh, I go enjoy ahead, I enjoy episodes when they just relax a bit. When it's not when they're not doing darkwing stuff. When it's just they're at home. You see like what life is like with them. You get to see more of the muddlefoots. I do like that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't mind it. I know there are lots of people who'd rather just see the Darkwing stuff for the entire 22 minutes. Yeah. But episodes like this, it's nice. I mean, the last episode was pretty much all Darkwing, and so was Waterway to Go. So it's nice to get a show where it's um more casual, mm-hmm. you know, up until the Bushroot stuff starts. But it's yeah. it's fun. I forget how funny this one is. Okay, so Mike, how many gas gun canisters are you going to give this episode? Three gas guns. Three gas uh, guns? Slightly above average. I would not use it as an example of the best Bushroot episode. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. If you just want one that's just got some funny writing, includes all the main characters, and some good voice acting, I would I would recommend it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this one three also. You, you explained with, with Honker coming out a little bit. I like that. You know, Honker was fun in this one. Uh, I love to see this other side of Binky. I love Herb. Herb is hilarious in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the different pace of the villain not even showing up until 15 minutes into it. You know, that was kind of cool, you know, for right. once. You know, the, one thing I didn't mention is that I'm going to say this is the least sympathetic Bushroot is ever going to be. <laughs> like he's not sympathetic in this one mm-hmm. i would say like the last two episodes he was because they played up his need for companionship mm-hmm. and the christmas episode and episodes that are coming later they definitely really humanize him to the point that you really feel sorry for him this one he's more of a stock villain you don't feel bad for him because he's actively trying to kill them yeah like he tries to kill them twice Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's not the best you I mean, yeah, the money tree plot, you need bushroot, but I don't think it's the most typical use of bushroot. Usually there's more to him, he's more layered. This one not really, you know? Yeah. But um yeah, I was gonna mention that a lot sooner, but you know. What did you think of the animation on the scene when uh Drake first sees the money tree and he lights oh, up? <laughs> the angle and the lighting is really good. And just the animation of the money flying up and then landing in neat little piles. That's <laughs> really well done. Yeah, and it, it made him look like an evil person for a second, too. You know, right. like an evil Drake. <laughs> well, if they were going for the Chernobog reference for Fantasia, mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job. 
Okay. If that's what they were going for. But even if they weren't, it's a cool shot. It's like the, the one big shot of note in terms of animation. Otherwise, there's nothing really jumps out. That one shot is great, though. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with you on that. We're All not right. topping that musical number from the last episode. <laughs> okay, so we have no villain to rate on this one. We've already done Bushroot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Mike, so that's Easy Come, Easy Grows. What we got next? We are back on Saturday morning with probably one of the most important, one of the most definitive, one of the funniest, and one of the most well-animated episodes they ever did. We got Negaduck coming up. Negaduck or Negatron? I will I will discuss how I feel about that weird licensing mandated name when we talk about the episode. Okay. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm not fond of it. Um, but we'll talk about it. But it's an important episode, well written, great animation, early version of one of Darkwing's greatest foes. It's got Megavolt, amazing Disney Japan epi- animation. Um, it's one okay. of my all-time favorites. All right, I'll give it all away now, man. No. <laughs> well, well, one last thing about before uh, Naked Up before we wrap this up. Right. Uh, is this the last time we see any theme scenes coming up on Naked Up? You know, for for the theme. Ne- um, no, there are a few more episodes coming up. Okay, there's a few more. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Mike, before we wrap this up, uh, I also want to give a shout out to somebody on our Facebook page, man. He's been very active. He shares just about 80% of all our posts. Uh, if I mispronounced your name, I apologize. Uh, I believe it's Anton Masopus the third. So I apologize if I pronounced that totally incorrectly. And I just want to say thank you, man, for all the support, man. And, you know, all the sharing, you know, I, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, it gets us around. It really makes it. It really helps. Mm-hmm. Really helps. Thank you very much. All right. All right. So oh, and uh, ahead, oh, by the way, the character of the week is gonna be Bushroot. I didn't do him for Beauty and the Beat or Night of the Living Spud, but since we don't have any other major characters here, it will be Bushroot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Finally get a. Uh, no, we had Mega Vote already. Yes. Yeah. And still okay. be. And still so. be. Okay, okay. So we got some of the major villains mm-hmm. so far. Okay, not bad, not bad. No, not bad at all. So, yeah, I guess that's it for Easy Come, Easy Grows. Good episode. You know, mm-hmm. average, but fun. Okay, so Mike, where can the fans or, or listeners find you at, man? I am at Facebook, of course. Mike Russo, go find me if you are inclined. And, Will, how about you? Yeah, I'm also on Facebook. Um, Will Santana on there. We also have that St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast Facebook page. Uh, we appreciate you guys liking it and sharing and commenting on there. Uh, Mike, I know Mike said he wants to start talking about some of the comments on here from time to time. We're probably going to start that up really soon. Um, Mike, where can they listen to the podcast at? Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Play, uh, Apple devices. Um, we are on YouTube as well. And I know we're on other sites as well. Um, I, I can't think of any. I think it's Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast, you mentioned a few episodes back. Yeah. Yeah, and Radio Public. I know those two for sure. There's a few more, man, that I don't even know about. Right. But... <laughs> so it's somewhere out there. We're, we're really easy to find. Mm-hmm. And before we wrap up, since I mentioned the Muppets, I want Uh-oh. to I want to um, give a shout out for a podcast I listen to. Because, you know, it's nice. Maybe we'll get one in return. Mm-hmm. Um, it's The podcast is called Moving Right Along. It's a Muppet movie podcast. 
where they review each Muppet movie two minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. They just for the for about forty minutes or so, half an hour, forty minutes. They take two minutes of the movie and just talk about those two minutes. Oh, okay. It's it's a really fun. They're in the middle of the Great Muppet Caper right now. They did the Muppet movie last year. They're doing Muppet Caper, which is my favorite Muppet movie right now. They're doing that, and um, it's fun. It's kind of similar to what we do, but it's literally just a half an hour on just the two minutes of the movie. It's a really fun podcast. It's hosted by the website Tough Pigs, great Muppet site. Um, so it's called Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast. You know, go give it a listen. You know, I think it's a it's one of the few podcasts I religiously listen to every week, besides this one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I recommend that one very highly if you anybody wants to check that out. Um, so with that said, I think it's just time to stay dangerous and be good, Will. Yeah, just one last thing, man. Uh, we had 17 new followers this week on our Instagram page, man. Uh, so well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I only posted two photos this week. I guess that helped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something's yeah. better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we got, definitely got to get more active on there because, man, we're getting a lot of likes. I posted a photo today of uh, my Disney Afternoon Comics, and it's already at 57 likes, man. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we got to get more active on IG. But, yeah, like Mike said, we're that's gonna, we're going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, you guys, make sure you stay dangerous, and you have a good night. Good night.